Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Karen Kelly is a former JWT advertising executive whose award-winning brand campaigns span from Domino's Pizza to Rolex. In 2010, Karen launched one of Boston's most profitable photography studios from scratch, crafting the original for Life industry brand. She has been honored to headline national media conferences and to have co-created three sold-out Boston workshops on sales, branding, and the client experience in 2006, 17, and 18. Karen is the CMO of Tapple, a mobile-first technology platform used to engage audiences, gather first-party data, and drive conversions at live and virtual events. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, Karen. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. I'm excited to talk today. Well, I'm excited to have you. I tell you, our our topic is so relative because virtual events have really taken the industry by storm given everything that is happening with COVID. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it certainly took us by storm. Um, and I think, you know, from, from our perspective, it's, uh, it's another opportunity and, and we're excited that we're, you know, we're able to find a way to help other brands uh, leverage this, this new sort of connection point with consumers. Well, I tell you, it's huge. And let's talk very quickly about Tapple and the product that you deploy in the marketplace so our listeners, as we're uh, engaging in our conversation today, can begin to connect their own dots internally on how they might be able to use your solution in the, con- you know, the, the virtual events that they hold, whether it be consumer or business to business. Sure. So I think uh, the way to think of it is, is as a conversion funnel for live events or virtual events. And it's a way to drive really personalized experiences through consumers' mobile devices. And then those personalized experiences then yield, hopefully, really high conversions. And so, you know, really the, the idea is in the live event space, there's not a lot of tools out there that really kind of, number one, track the consumer journey, right? Like we have in the digital marketplace or offer um, personalization. And, and those two aspects are so incredibly important, both the data end of things as well as the personalization end of things to really give a great consumer experience and drive that brand consumer value exchange. And so that's what our platform does. And so it's a way for people to self-serve uh, experiences on their mobile device. So picture this, you're watching a webinar or some kind of uh, virtual activation. And on the screen comes a QR code. Now, all you have to do to access the code, this is not specific to Tapple, it's any QR code, is pick up your smartphone, open the camera, and point it at the code. And that will work for a large portion of people with smartphones um, out in the general public. There's other ways to access them as well. We've even set up a website, getqr.io, that you could access it uh, frictionlessly from without using any apps or anything like that. But the idea is, from that experience, brands can actually deliver uh, information on the spot. So the moment somebody's excited about what they're watching, sitting at home, right, right, while right. keeping them right here in this viewing rectangle, they can access a micro experience on their phone that gathers information as well as provides them with really relevant offers. Right. And, and something that interested me so much about having you on the show is really, I believe that we are able to close the gap between awareness and a consideration and acquisition so much more quickly with your product. I, I was explaining it to one of our clients last week, as a matter of fact, and I said, 
you know, imagine a trade show without salespeople. Imagine a virtual event where you are asking people to download information on an ebook without a ways to do that. Perfect. Imagine a fashion show um, without the opportunity, a virtual fashion show without the opportunity to buy product right then and there. Too many follow-up areas and, and things to do after the actual event in order to create the sales uh, impetus, if you will, is the current reality. With Tapple, we are able to really, really hone in on that unclose it. So I love this so much. Uh, I think it is very brilliant. I think it's very smart. And I think all of our listeners today who are doing anything virtually really need to consider this. So let's talk a little bit more about how the technology actually works and how people, marketers, can begin to deploy it. Sure. So the nice thing about it is that it's, it is really flexible, right? So QR codes in general can be used. They can be, you know, printed on something. They can they can be on a slide in a presentation. They can be an overlay on a screen. So it, there's, they're very flexible in terms of how you can deploy them. And the idea is that you provide some kind of relevant offer behind them, right? And so, you know, whatever it is, whatever your goals are for this particular event, you can put things behind it. So for instance, I'll give you a few examples. You could even deploy something like, a spin to win game. So people are watching the event. Hey, everybody wins. Scan the code. Up on your phone pops a literal spin to win wheel. Consumer taps it. It spins around. You define the odds. You define uh, the prizes. And they they receive something that say it's good for today only. Go ahead and take advantage of this 25% offer right now. So it's a, it's a very quick, fun way to keep people engaged and get them to take action. And I think one of the coolest pieces about the product is that it's really intelligent. So now imagine that that experience that that person chooses to engage with on their mobile device while watching your virtual event can actually change and optimize based on the weather that's happening outside their window, based on their geolocation based on social trends. All of this can feed into the experience that they receive, which again is, is the idea is to like, hey, let's, let's deliver something really personal. And by asking consumers questions. So for instance, you know, you're, you're watching, let's say you're even watching like a baseball game. Hey, who are you rooting for today? Yankees or Mets? Like, you know, <laughs> pick a team. Let's take it one step further. How many games will you go to this year? Let's understand more about who we're talking to, what their interests are, and then present them with something very, very relevant. So you can segment your audience in real time. I love it. You know, something else I just thought of on the fly here, I'm either going to be brilliant right now or really embarrass myself. <laughs> and that is this. I mean, if you are trying to gauge affinity towards specific products and really take a look at research, you can utilize the product not only to purchase, but just provide input on if product A, B, or C is more relative to an individual, you can use it as research, uh, a research tool. That's absolutely right. And, and not only can you start to understand more about your consumer base and then also segment out those personas. Well, this persona really value, value, you know, they all really like this one particular player. Let's market this player to this group of people. But you can also start looking at things like year over year, right? Um, right. And really start to get a sense of performance and, um, and things like that as, as you use it over time. Right. And certainly the first party data, to your point, uh, is something that marketers can utilize to become more on time and in market when something might be applicable. Yeah, absolutely. I think for content creation tactics, strategies, I mean, just, just even like marketing outreach prioritization, I mean, it's, it's huge. 
Right. And knowing that most live events have been pushed aside right now, this is a way to take your virtual event and optimize it in a very, very, very big way. It's a way to make these events experiential, which really even eight weeks ago when we were all getting into, okay, Zoom meetings, what a, what a concept, right? And here we are really taking virtual to the next level. Experiential wasn't even considered something as relative and important. How have you seen the use of like a tapple change the way people interact with brands just over the last eight weeks? Well, um, we've seen some really interesting ideas. So for instance, using the codes or using, let's, let's put it this way, using the incentives and the experiences the, that can be driven from them as VIP tools. So upgrading tickets based on, hey, you're going to get these ultra-rich experiences through this, whatever this virtual event is. And one of the ways you can do it is by using our codes. Another way is I've seen some, some companies sending out swag ahead of time. So whether it's like a custom welcome gift for the event or just even products from sponsors, what have you, um, our codes can actually be added to those products to make those products interactive. And so, wow, I mean, think of the absolute impact you would have for somebody receiving something ahead of time. Hey, scan the code. We, you know, we can't wait to tell you more about it or welcome you or, you know, learn more about what you want to see. And I think that's just, it's a whole other level of experiential that we would have, we would have never imagined. Uh, without COVID-19. Well, and think about it from this standpoint as well. For those of you who might utilize digital marketing or traditional marketing uh, to really open up an event to people, you don't necessarily know outside of, you know, who has registered, not always what company they're from, so on and so forth. So when you deploy TAPL as a piece of it, I sound like an ad, don't I? And I'm trying not to, <laughs> but I'm so excited about this technology. I'm so excited about it because we've got so many virtual events that we're handling right now. And every time we're talking, Karen, I think about another thing that we can mm. do. So, so you can go ahead as a means of, of getting people to check in that they're on the, on the conference. You can go ahead and put the QR code on the screen as free giveaways throughout the event as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've seen brands use it to drive quizzes like throughout the event, just like fun little quizzes based on what they just saw. And hey, if you fill out all three of our quizzes today, you'll be entered to win this you know, $2,000 tech giveaway. Absolutely. Absolutely. It keeps people engaged and excited and while you know, giving them a better experience and allowing you to learn more about them. That's great. And certainly a mobile first um, optimization and experience is key out of the shoot. Talk to us about the importance of mobile versus desktop uh, with yeah. the tool. It's a really great point. So um, part of the reason why we, we probably would have never even tried the product in a virtual setting is because this is, you know, a mobile first product. So the idea is you have to have a very good sense that your viewers are watching from a desktop or a laptop. So, you know, when, when you know, so in the case of, you know, events you have to pre-register for, things like that, webinars, things that are educational based, they're likely viewing from a laptop, desktop, or say they're even screaming, streaming to their TV. They can pick up their mobile device that's sitting next to them, open the camera, point it at the code, you know, no apps and, and access the content. But that being said, so, you know, it, the converse is, is content that's being created specifically for, say, a YouTube viewing audience, you know, quick hits things like that, this would not be a good product for those types of scenarios because likely people are watching on their mobile device. Therefore, they wouldn't be able to access the experiences behind it. Right. 
It's one of the things I love about this. I mean, truly, the the ideas that marketers can come up with right now on ways to engage an audience pre, during, and post mm -hmm. uh, using this sort of technology, I think is great. And, and really, to that point, right now, it's a very one-way experience. And this helps really create that personalization, which we know... Uh, from a trend standpoint is very, very important uh, going into 2020 is personalization is key. Absolutely. And it's fascinating even before COVID-19 to look at the statistics around that. Something like 93% of marketers are using personalization in their digital marketing efforts, but only about 39% are using it at activations. And mm. I, I don't think that's because they don't want to. I just think there hasn't, there haven't been a lot of tools. So, you know, we're, we're excited to, to kind of dive into this area. I mean, this is part of the reason why we decided to, to you know, craft the product for marketers, because this is a, a real need, not just personalization, but hey, like, let's, let's really own our first party data. Um, and let's, let's find some way to definitively capture it in an actionable way that will not only help us get an understanding of whether this event was successful, but what can we then target afterwards? What are the next actionable steps for this? Right. And, and certainly you've got all this incredible brand experience and creating conversions is a key to all marketers and everyone's funnel is a little different. We find that most brands get stuck in the awareness phase. They might get down a, a little bit to consideration, but really, you know, that cusp, if you will, between, between awareness and, and consideration, people just get stuck there. Mm -hmm. And you look at creating conversions as a very, very different funnel. Provide us your point of view on that. Yeah, I think for us, the idea is not to uh, force a message on people who probably aren't paying attention or who aren't ready to absorb your message right then at that time. Um, and I don't think I'm, I'm you know this isn't headline news that, you know, the right message needs to re reach the right consumer at the right time, but that is the absolute most beautiful part of this product, which is that it's self-serve so that when people have chosen to either attend your, your virtual event, your live event or what have you, and they're watching and they're interested, they can engage. And by allowing the consumer to initiate that communication, that outreach, it is so powerful because when they've chosen to engage, they're already interested, then present them with something fun, quick, and personalized to drive an incentive about something they're actually interested in right then and there. I mean, it's, it's sort of a no-brainer at that point. You know? Well, it really is. And the live action marketplace is really growing. It's at $740 billion right now. I know it's it's amazing, and I mean that those are numbers uh, probably you know I'm sure pre COVID nineteen, but uh, I'm I'm sure that they will come back just as strong. But the nice thing is that with tools like ours, I'm sure there's others out there as well. It's you know there are other ways to engage people, gather data, and drive conversions, even if you're working in the virtual space, you know, for the next year. Right. You know, it's interesting. I don't know how long QR codes have been out right now, but I remember. Abisset uh, with some of our print campaigns a long time ago, started utilizing uh, QR codes very, very early on. And the technology to obtain the QR code uh, was there, of course, but really all the technologies from a mobile standpoint for people to view the QR code was way backlogged and, and, the, and the technology really needed to catch up. Now that QR codes from my point of view, are really making a resurgence and people have found a really good way to activate them to not just preview something, to, but to actually purchase something 
is really where they probably should have been launched many, many moons ago. They definitely are more flexible than we thought. Provide us a little more insight there, if you would. Sure. So I think, you know, what's interesting about QR is that you're absolutely right. I mean, so, you know, originally sort of uh, put out into the world in 1992 and then was used by some big box retailers in 2008, 2009, that failed. And it failed for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that you needed an app to access the codes. So that there's a lot of friction there, as we all know with apps, but you've got to download an app and you got to open it, you got to point it at the code, you got to get it to register. And the thing of it is, you know, those experiences were also just either just poor period. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of times they were broken links or it would just send you the company's website. And it's like, you know, not personal, not targeted, not thoughtful. And it didn't really drive much value for consumers um, or, you know, for brands either. Right. Um, right. So, so what's happened since then is that about three years ago, Apple built in QR readers into smartphone cameras. They started building them in. And so it's taken, of course, a few years for it really to reach the masses uh, in enough quantity where you could say, you know, hey, you know, we can put QR codes out into the world to the general population and many, many people will be able to access them. And Google was a little later to the game on adding them to the reader, to the uh, cameras as readers. That was about two years ago. So, um, but both now have, you know, it's frictionless. And so when, when we saw, you know, these two huge companies pouring so much um, time and money into, into building this kind of frictionless access, this no app solution for really any, any business to, to run with, we saw there was, huge potential. Now, one other thing I want to point out here in general is that, you know, think of a QR code. It's, it's almost like a doorknob, right? It's like a way for you to get into another world. But what lies beyond that world is completely dependent on what is powering that QR code. So right. just keep in mind, all QR codes are not created equal. I mean, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, there's, there's a huge, hugely wide range of the type of experiences you can have with them. Right. And talk to us about the tech, about the TAPL technology from the standpoint of how does someone get signed up? How do they ultimately integrate it? And how can they uh, really achieve the KPIs that we've been talking about? Yeah, if agencies want to or brands want to give the platform a try, uh, they can go to our website. It's about.tapple.io. Um, and we do demos for everybody there. So you can schedule one. Uh, we'll walk you through it. We'll walk you through the platform and, and also help you think creatively about how you can use it. There's a lot of newness here. You know, it's a, it's a new technology. And of course, we're all working in the virtual space now, you know, for the most part, unexpectedly. So we really, uh, you know, especially in these early stages, are, are serving as consultants as well for our customers. You know, and in terms of pricing and things like that, uh, you know, we, we give everyone a custom quote at the enterprise level. That being said, we work on a SaaS freemium model as well. So you, there's always an opportunity to give it a try you know, at a limited basis for, for free. So I love um, it. Yeah. Well, and I love the consultative approach with that because that ultimately, I think agencies, you know, have the most creative technicians, you know, strategists on the face of this earth, quite frankly. Absolutely. And when you were able to partner uh, with an agency and really think through this, you're doing, you know, the investigative side at the same time. You're having these incredible thoughts being flowed to you uh, from these incredible minds. And that is how new innovation continues to really spiral up and, and new things uh, are created. 
I could not agree with you more. And over the last year, as we've been building out uh, the next version of the software, which we're very close to releasing, we've gotten so many great ideas from our clients, from our early agency clients who have been phenomenal partners for us. And it's been great. And it's, and it's for me, one of the best parts of my job is when I show this to an agency and I watch them light up and then they just start firing ideas at me. And it's, it's amazing because I love watching people get excited about their product. I always get excited about their product, but right. it's, um, but because like th- their ideas are just, they're, they're, it's always something that, you know, I, I probably would have never thought of without their sort of, you know, their minds that are really in this every single day. Yeah, I love ideation. I just am, am so excited about this. Uh, and ideation, I think, is one of the coolest things that is out there right now. Share with us, let's connect the dots for our, our listeners today on the quiz that you brought up earlier in the show and really how ultimately that was implemented. And if there is any kind of ROI available, what that looks like, if you can share it. Sure. I don't have ROI on it yet, but I do have uh, other metrics around it. It only happened a week ago. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I can tell you, so it was um, a large technology company working through uh, an agency in the Midwest. They work with clients like Ford and Sony and they had their particular client had a purchased a very big sponsorship for a convention that was of course supposed to be in person, which was then transitioned to the virtual space. And so they were given a certain amount of of time and different segments during the convention to have one-on-one with you know the large groups of viewers. So they had 8,000 people who had registered for this event. So what they did was they presented some information uh, in a fun format during their time, their, sp- their sponsorship time, and they inserted two quizzes along the way to allow people to kind of like kind of check in, make sure people are, are staying engaged and paying attention, but with the incentive of, hey, pay attention, do these two quick fun quizzes and you'll be entered to win this $2,000 tech prize. Okay, so it was really fun for us to watch, you know, kind of on the back end too, as as we knew when they were going live and- um, Mission control, right? That's right, it was, 100%, 100%. That's and totally so, cool. It was, it was great. And so as soon as the codes went up on the screen, we just saw all the engagement flying through. And so it was, it was really exciting to see. And so there were at the time about 2000 people watching uh, in that particular segment and uh, 500 of them all scanned at the same time or roughly 500 of them all scanned at the same time. So it was, it was about five minutes of a whole, a whole lot of commotion on the data end for us, but it was great uh, and everything went beautifully and they were incredibly happy. And so um, they've now come back to us and asked for three more quotes uh, for different clients as well. So we're, we're really excited about that. And it, really is as simple as just saying to people, hey, you know, we've, we've got this incentive, pick up your phone, open the camera, point it at the code, and off you go. Right. I think that's fantastic. And you've also, I believe, have worked with some influencers and putting them into a virtual setting. So really moving content and even PR into it live can be a really unique approach. Yes, although they use it in a slightly different way, um, but this is probably worth talking about. So there are several transport mechanisms we use for the product. So QR is one, NFC chips are another, geolocation is a third. You could drop an experience at a location, but every experience also produces a unique URL. So what we've had is we've had some brands go out there and say to their influencers, okay, 
I want, you know, go out there, promote the product on Instagram. Now, of course, Instagram, everybody's on their mobile device looking at Instagram, right? So putting a QR code in an Instagram post is not a good idea. People will not be able to scan it. That being said, with these unique URLs, they just took the URL, put it in the, as the live link in the influencer profile, and then they could go out there, promote the product in stories or what have you, just direct people to that live link. And it's perfect because everybody's on their mobile device. So when they click that link, it's formatted for their phone. I love it. That is absolutely cool. Lasting thoughts, any additional insights you feel our audience should know to make a great decision to use the product and the technology and the approach, all the above? I think the bottom line is there's a ton of room for creativity in the virtual setting. And whether or not you end up using our product or not, we would love to just talk to you about it. It's, I think right now is a time for the entire industry to come together and really support each other and help each other. And, you know, if we can't help you, you know, maybe we come up with an idea together that does. So, uh, you know, we, we'd love to talk to you about it. And, and uh, we're, just, we're just really excited to support the industry right now. Well, I tell you, Karen, you said it earlier in the show, 93% of marketers are deploying personalization, but only 39% at activation. This is another way to connect the dots down that funnel and increase customer count and customer acquisition during a very, very difficult time period. Karen Kelly, thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. This is a great conversation. This episode is complete but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.